0: doesn't seem like we're nearing a deal at this point. Look, it is day two. Uh, We are hearing a lot of energy from these folks chanting, uh, cheering. I actually want to bring in Derek here. Uh, Derek is, uh, you are the strike captain. Is that right for this group? That is correct. Of all the factories, plants across the country that have been selected uh, for this initial uh, tactical uh, strike, you guys were one of them. What was your reaction when you heard
1: that news? Um, I felt that Mr. Fain did a good job hitting them, with their moneymaker here, um, the Wrangler is one of the highest profitable uh, vehicles in the company. And he's showing them that he's serious. You're talking about the Jeeps that are made
0: here, Correct. about 1,000 a, a day. Um, they are back at the bargaining table today, your leadership along with the automakers. We have heard strong words from both sides. What's your message for the union leadership today as they head back to the bargaining table, speaking for
1: so many of the members here? Uh, we stand behind you guys we like the demands the union has and we are out here supporting and we feel that that's what we deserve
0: and what is the frustration you think after months of negotiation it's led to this what are the biggest points of frustration do you think that members are feeling right now that led to this moment in this strike um our pay has not crept up
1: with inflation and our temps are being abused here we have temps that have been here six years with no benefit they uh no guarantee time to full time our pay is not on par with the price of everything else going up in the
0: country so and we heard the ceo of ford say if they gave in to all of the union's demands it would bankrupt the company what do you make of that Uh, i don't believe that (laughs) so
1: i I feel they've showed record profits and we deserve a record contract that's our
0: stance Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And good luck. Uh, So as you can hear, guys, day two, it'll be interesting to see if any progress is made up in Michigan at that bargaining table between the union and the automakers. Uh, But for now, look, so many of these uh, workers have told me that they prepared for this they were told months even years ago that a strike could be coming at some point they should be saving their money not easy to do if you are living paycheck to paycheck as some people have told me they are but still they knew a strike could be coming and so many have said they are ready to do this for as long as it takes victor amara
2: well, let's hope it doesn't take uh, too long gabe cohen appreciate your reporting thank you let's go now to cnn white house reporter kevin Liptak. Uh, Kevin, we heard from President Biden yesterday, just hours after uh, the thousands of workers walked out. It it sounded like President Biden, he stopped just short of endorsing the strike, but he did seem to uh, show his support for those workers.
3: Yeah, very forcefully coming out on the side uh, of the unions. And that was notable, because as these talks have proceeded over the last several months, President Biden and the White House have avoided taking an explicit side in all of this, really hoping that the auto workers uh, and the automakers could come to some sort of agreement. But that all changed in the Roosevelt Room yesterday, the president coming out and saying that record profits for these automakers must translate into to record contracts for the workers who he has said had seen their wages eroded over the past several years, as well as their benefits. Now listen to a little bit more of what the president had to say.
4: No one wants a strike, say it again, no one wants a strike. But I respect
3: workers' right to use their options under the collective bargaining system.
4: They've been around the clock and the companies have made some significant offers. But I believe they should
3: go further to ensure record corporate profits mean record contracts. FOR THE NOW, THIS STRIKE IS REALLY COMING AT THE INTERSECTION OF SO MANY IMPORTANT PRIORITIES FOR PRESIDENT BIDEN, REALLY STRIKING AT THE HEART. Of his political identity. Of course, he's uh, referred to himself as the most pro-union president in history. And a key part of his economic agenda is boosting wages for the middle class. Uh, But at the same time, he has the imperative of maintaining a strong economy. And certainly the strike, if it goes on for a while, could have serious effects nationwide you also see the president's push to transition to electric vehicles really coming into play here one of the key sticking points for the auto workers is ensuring that that transition to electric vehicles comes with good wages the same number of jobs for auto workers and of course you have to play into this the electoral politics of Michigan of course it's a key battleground state the president is still pursuing an endorsement from the UAW now we did say yesterday that he was dispatching two key aides, Gene Sperling and the acting Labor Secretary Julie Sue, to Detroit to try and get these, uh, support these two sides. But it does remain to be seen how much effect they'll have as these talks continue, guys.
4: Kevin Liptak for us in Washington, thank you. Joining me now is Michigan Democratic Representative Debbie Dingell, of course, Representing Michigan, you are uh, the exact right person to talk to this morning. Thanks for being with us. Let me start here. I understand that you spoke with uh, Sean Fain, president of the UAW. What can you tell us about what we should expect as we go into this first negotiation since the start uh, of the strike, and if there's any momentum toward one another?
2: So good morning, guys. I, I have been talking to Sean Fain from the day that he was sworn in as president. Fact of the matter is, is I gave uh, one of the keynotes at the bargaining convention, which opened the day after he became president. I have been talking to these autoworkers for months, and I know what's on their mind. He has been very clear. i heard him from day one. Uh, As you know, I've been telling people I thought there was a very strong chance of a strike. Uh, And he was very clear after he got elected that he would target all three companies, which I think nobody took seriously until this past week. And he's very clear on what needs to be done or what the workers want. They gave up COLA in 2008 and 2009. In real wages of what they were making in 2008 and 2009, they're 10% behind what that meant then. They need an increase in their pay. Uh, people are working on the assembly line, doing the same job. and They're being paid at very different tiers. They want job security. And we're at a crossroads. You talked about it earlier, a a minute ago, when you talk about this transition Hmm. from internal combustion engine to electric vehicle. There are a lot of issues here.
4: So COLA being a cost of living adjustment, just for folks who aren't keeping up with the acronyms, we want to make sure that they're uh, on board as well. So you, that's all right, I I got you. I'll I'll catch it if you drop one. Listen, you said that you've known for months there was a good chance of a strike, but it was around Labor Day when President Biden said he didn't think there would be one. Let me ask you uh, about this reporting from Politico today. Um, After that happened, UAW President Sean Fain, Representative Debbie Dingell, and others were marching in a Labor Day parade. In Detroit, when they learned of Biden's comments, Dingle would later tell Fane that she called longtime Biden advisor Steve Verschetti and screamed at him over the comment. According to a person familiar with the talk and granted anonymity to discuss details, are you out of your effing minds? Dingle said per the person first, did that conversation happen? And second, leading up to the strike, what's your assessment of how the White House handled the messaging and the potential for the strike?
2: Okay, so I don't I don't know what friend decided to share that, but I'm not going to deny that I'm Debbie. I'm Debbie, and sometimes when I get intense, my language gets intense. All right. Um, and I, I, I've had regular ongoing conversations with the White House. Uh, Gene Sperling was assigned to this. I talked to him regularly. Uh, I I've talked to the Labor Secretary last night for some, or the Acting Labor Secretary for some time. So I am somebody who believes very strongly that the president should not intervene in, these, in this uh, negotiation or in this strike. I think that they need to determine and work with what kind of policies will help in this transition, where they might be helpful. Uh, and I think those conversations will continue. And I think that this has to get solved at the bargaining table.
4: So uh, President Biden came out yesterday. He said that record corporate profits should mean record contracts. He's obviously on the side of the union and the union workers. Are you satisfied with the full-throatedness, I'm going to use that word, I've just made it up if it isn't one, uh, of his endorsement, the aggressiveness of his support for the union, or do you think he should go further?
2: Look, I'm not going to... I think we all got to be supporting the worker right now. And is he going far enough, this,
4: Congresswoman? Uh,
2: it, I think the U.A.W. would like to see him go further.
4: What uh, do you want? I think
2: he needs to make it clear he's fighting for the, the, the union worker. I, I know he is because I've talked to him, but the union workers need to know that he is. It's not enough for me to say that. I'm in union halls almost every weekend. Anybody who knows me knows that, because I want to stay in touch with what they're really thinking. And I tell them, I know I cares. I've had these one-on-one with Joe Biden. I've known him for 40 years. But the workers need to know, and I think he's trying to do that now.
4: He's trying to do it now. I'm going to come back, take another spin at it. Does he need I mean, he to do more? He came to
2: Detroit last year for the <laughs> car show.
4: Sure, I got that. But does he need to do more to let those union workers know that he has their backs more than what he said yesterday?
2: I think he tried to do that yesterday. I think the media is trying to. You know what I really don't want is people putting more kerosene on an already very flammable situation. I think everybody. Needs to talk to each other, listen to each other, figure out how they contribute and help get this strike solved, taking care of the worker and keeping a competitive auto industry in this country, not building those EVs in China, and having good paying union jobs. That's my goal. And I'm going to be very careful not to add kerosene to any fire that's out there, but get people to talk to each other, know everybody's got each other's back, and come out of this hole for everybody involved. But the worker needs a win.